Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special Halloween night edition of the From the Shadows podcast. And uh, with me tonight is Jason, the producer. Hey, how you doing, everybody? And uh, joining us is also Mark Roby, the founder, president, and uh, client. I'm doing my little hair club for men thing. Not that I know anything about that. Mark 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 <laughs> Roby of the Ohio Paranormal Society. He's good joining us tonight. You there, Mark? Hey, guys. Hey. Yep. Nobody got the hair club for men joke. What I, that fell flat. I mean, no, come on. it's all right. We got it. All right. We understand right. you're bald as an eagle. <laughs> uh, so, um, so we're kind of excited tonight. Um, we've got a few things we're going to uh, touch on. Um, begin. Uh, one of the things we'll get to later is uh, is a couple of our members, Jason and uh, Jerry, the ghost hunter. Uh, made a trip down to uh, Cynthiana, Kentucky, to the Ross Opera House and did an investigation with Mark and his group. Um, and we'll uh, talk about that a little bit later. But one of the first things we want to do is uh, we're going to draw a winner from the uh, contest we just ran uh, on the After the Shadows forum for a T-shirt Um so we've got all the we've got all the names written down here on a piece of paper, and uh, we're going to let Mark pick a number. So, uh, Mark, if you would do us the honors and uh, give me a number. 
Sure, let's go with um, number six. Number six. Okay, let me look on the list here. Ooh, number six in the uh, the winner of the uh, from the shadows past podcast sure is Dawn Coomer. Now, uh, Dawn, when you hear this, you can uh, send us a private message with uh, what size you want, and I'll make sure you get the shirt. And everybody who didn't win, you can blame Mark for not picking your number. Congratulations, Don. (laughs) (laughs) You are the winner of our first t-shirt giveaway, and you are number six. She is the one. And I promise, Dawn, it will not be the t-shirt that Jerry wore on the investigation at the Ross Opera House. So we, we can make that promise. Um, so as we, uh, uh, as we get ready here to hear uh, you guys' stories, um, I, I did dig up a little bit of interesting trivia on the Ross Opera House. Um, and maybe you guys know this, maybe you don't, Jason and Mark, but uh, I saw that the uh, the Opera House, of course, it was it began in the 1800s, but it got its name in 1941 from H.A. Ross and his son Carl, and they were the ones that they bought it and kind of changed it into a movie theater that showed films. Now, these two guys uh, just happened to be the great-grandfather and grandfather of a actor by the name of Chris O'Donnell. You guys know who Chris O'Donnell is? Absolutely. Yes, actually, yes. Absolutely. Yes. So I saw that. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool that uh, he, uh, he has a connection to that. I mean, everybody's in the movie business in that family one way or another, apparently. You know, so I wonder if Chris O'Donnell's dad then was a manager for like a blockbuster or something. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, Jason, tell me what your first impression of the Ross Opera House after, you know, you and Jerry making that long trip in the car. What, what was it like rolling up on that for the first time? Okay, Shane. Uh, Well, as you very well know, and everybody that has talked to me, and every member of the From the Shadows podcast crew knows, that I am the only one in the group that has never experienced anything paranormal until now. Well, I'll tell you, I, I won't say I was a disbeliever. I did believe in the paranormal, and I believe that there is ghosts. And I just like, I actually believe that there are aliens, but I just couldn't prove it because I never witnessed that. The building itself was old. It's majestic. It's very beautiful. I love that and and antique look about it, the natural wood. It has a lot of historical value. So I was impressed. But as the night progressed and we actually began our investigation well i got a lot more impressed about that than i did the building itself i've had my first paranormal experience now and i really cannot explain it 
articulately like I would like to. Yes, Shane, what were you going to say? Well, before you tell us exactly what happened, we are going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor tonight. Uh, And when we come out of the break, I want to hear in detail what happened in your first paranormal experience. We here at From the Shadows podcast would like to welcome a new sponsor this week, Suburban Lanes and Entertainment Center. Brand new owners Sean and Tasha Ridgway promised to bring you a family-themed, fun-filled night of bowling and entertainment. The facilities are really nice and clean and, and... Wait a second, Jerry. What are you doing? You can't put on those bowling shoes without socks. I mean, uh, you can, but no one else is going to want to wear... Wait, those are Sean's personal shoes? Oh, boy. Well, get on out here to Suburban Lanes and Entertainment Center, but uh, if I was you, I would steer clear of the uh, neon green size 13s. Ladies and gentlemen, now I return you back to the program. Okay, so tell us, Jason... um, what exactly what exactly happened i mean um i know you had to be excited driving i mean it's a long trip down there so you're you're full of excitement you come to this grand building you guys are in the building in the investigation explain to me what was going on uh when you had your first uh first experience well i was very excited you were correct about that But I was also nervous. I did not want to be the third wheel. I did not want to be the only unexperienced investigator there present. No, wait a second. No, no, wait a second. Didn't Kyle go on this trip? Was Kyle not there, Mark? Oh, yeah, Kyle was there. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I got to meet Kyle, yes. (laughs) You got to meet Kyle? So, so, so... So Jason, did you get paired up with Kyle and think, "Oh my God, I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna experience anything because Kyle's the unluckiest member of the Ohio Paranormal Society"? Uh, no, no, I didn't get paired up with Kyle right off of the bat. Uh, I spoke with Kyle um, before he got really busy and going through the investigative procedures, and I spent most of my time at the very beginning with Investigator Jerry. Because since Jerry was one of the um, one of our crew, I figured I can't really disrupt him too much because he has to work with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured I can learn from him, and I would pretty much try to be as studious as possible and uh, just do what the man says, and so I can kind of get my bearings and figure out what I'm supposed to do. So first of all, we were doing a, a sweep of the uh, theater portion of this building uh, for EVPs. And during the process of that is when I had my first experience. I got introduced to the EMF readers, okay? So he explained to me what that was. He told me how to use them and how to go around and ask questions so that possibly I might get an answer. I uh, told me to stay away from the walls and things that could naturally produce um, electromagnetic forces and so I did that and I started questioning the ghost as if I knew there was a ghost there and uh, even though I did not 
So I'm just trying to go through the motions like I thought everybody else was doing and see if I can, you know, get a hit on something. And uh, so nothing was really happening. Nobody was getting too much activity at the time. So I go to sit down in one of these old chairs and I was just sitting there with the EMF reader and I had a, um, a voice recorder. And I was just talking because there were supposedly little kids that were um, seen, I guess, running around in the theater before. And you could hear their footsteps. Weird things like that. Okay, so I figured, talk to the kids. So I told them, don't be afraid. I said, uh, come out and talk to me. We had a toy ball that we had laying there on the floor. I said, play with the ball. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. Nothing really was happening. And then all of a sudden, when I was about ready to get up and go join the rest of the group that was at the other end of the theater, all of a sudden, my meter started to peg. And it went up one light, and then it went up two lights. And then it went three lights, which three lights you're getting into an orange color. And then four lights, it's it's red. It's That, that is a high ping right there. And uh, I'm sitting here the whole time. I had not moved yet. And this meter, as, as it went red, I could feel something coming up behind me. It's sort of like, this is the part that's very hard to articulate. It's as if someone was coming up behind me as if they were like right next to my neck like they were going to breathe down my neck but yet I felt no breath but I felt the presence of something next to me and this meter is going off like crazy so I don't want to move because I, I don't know what's happening with it and so I yell out and I tell Jerry I said hey turn the camera over here I think something's over here and at the time when I say that I felt something touch me. It was not a physical touch. It was like an energy presence. And it and it I felt it through my core. So it was like as if something had touched me, but it did not it wasn't solid. It did not land on my flesh. It was like it passed through my flesh. And this is the weirdest thing and it, and it's very difficult to to describe this but yet some of the other investigators around there later on when I was telling them about it they understood just what I was talking about but this thing I felt it it was definitely something there and it put its hand through my core and I also felt it go through my hip left hip that was facing the aisle if you can think of like sitting in a movie theater I'm in an aisle seat okay and, yeah. Uh, this individual or this being or energy presence, whatever it was, was coming up would be to the um, to the left of me, and is as if like if you were stop somebody and you wanted to say something to them, you'd lean down and you would probably put your hand on their back so you don't scare them, and he maybe put his hand on my knee or something. I'm just trying to think of how where where I was touched at. Uh, what possibly as a human what what would you do to the the create that sensation with somebody and so it seems like i was touched in two different places all i could think of is as if you bent down 
to speak with somebody and you gently touch their back and you maybe put your hand on their leg and you whisper in their ear or something. That's literally what it felt like, but it wasn't a physical breath and it wasn't a physical hard touch. It was like an energy presence. And this, the whole time I'm watching this meter ping red constantly. And when I yelled out and told Jerry to film where I'm at just in case we can capture something because I couldn't see anything. And then it started backing off. First of all, I felt it leave my leg and I felt it leave the, my back, my core area. And then the meter just starts going back down. It went to orange and then it went to yellow and then it went back to green. And then I was like, wow, what was that? And I got up, I looked around, and I'm trying to aim the meter like it's a phaser from Star Trek, okay? And to try to get to try to try get a, another reading, there was nothing there. Nothing at all. No reading, just like it was before. So, that was my experience. So I went over with the rest of the group, and I'm trying to explain it, and I'm talking to everybody I can about this. And this is what I witnessed, and... These experienced investigators have had similar experiences, and they knew just what I was talking about. They were actually adding, helping me to articulate what, what I experienced. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, is that what it's about? I said, that was intense. And then later on in the night, this is jumping forward, about maybe 35, 40 minutes, Jerry was continuing his sweep of the, of the theater, and he finally makes it over to the side of the theater where I was at. And he yells out, he says, hey, guys, I'm going to go use the restroom. It's like a movie theater, so there's restrooms in the back. So he goes up that aisle uh, that leads towards the back of the theater. And he walks past where the chair where I was sitting. All of a sudden, I hear Jerry yell out, whoa, like this, whoa. And so I turn on my light, then, and I'm looking over there. I say, what's going on, man? You all right? You all right? And he says, oh, I felt that. He says, oh, I think I felt what, what you experienced. He says, there is something here. And he's an experienced investigator. And he tells me, he says, it has been a long time since I felt something that powerful. And I'm thinking what? to myself, not only did I have an experience and got to feel something, but... I thought it was a little intense, and now I got an experienced investigator telling me that that's one of the more intense feelings he's ever felt. And I'm like, so, oh. so, so Jerry had his ex had his experience in almost the same spot that you did. Exactly the same spot. I was sitting in the chair. He had it at the party. He was standing right beside it. Literally, if I was to try to be uh, outside of myself looking at the situation that happened to me like I said I've been trying to piece this together in my mind and he was standing beside that seat that's the area where I feel that that entity that energy or that ghost whatever you want to call it was there because he was Jerry was literally standing in that spot where I felt that I had been uh, uh, I don't want to say assaulted as I wasn't assaulted but I was touched <laughs> Okay, well, not, and well, I now felt that it. I, yes. Now that I've heard this, now, now I've heard this a couple times. Yes. Um, other than the first obvious thing that came to my mind when you first told me was that it was Jerry 
leaning in to kiss you on the neck. No, no, um, no, no, no. Okay. No, it was nothing like that. <laughs> um, Jerry was but, nowhere near me. I was literally over there by myself. So you say, Mark, can we get the film on that area? Because I know you had that camera film. Um, Actually, we, we did have a camera on the stage, and, oh. it, and it was recording all that. We, I just haven't got to that um, video oh, yet, but okay. I will clip that out for you. I'll be, curious, I'll be curious to see if it is as Jason described it, that Jerry was on the other side of the... But, well, I but have, what, since I experienced this, I'll tell you, I was not a skeptic, but I just never experienced it before. And now that I have, I will say there is something there. And well, ghosts are energy, are spirits, they are real. I mean, they are real. What it seems to me, though, when you're saying that is, is you know how you said, so you're sitting on the aisle seat. Yes. And it was like somebody like was reaching down, like, and then, and the, and the energy is still there when Jerry passes through. It's almost like there's a guy that maybe 50, 60 years ago worked there as an usher. And he's just kind of standing in the aisle and he's like trying to get you to move because somebody wants to, you know, somebody from 60 years ago is trying to get to their seat and he's standing there as, you know, it's like, it's like the ghost of an usher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, you know? that is, that's a good depiction of it. Yes. That's why else, or if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, you remember back then they didn't have cell phones. So maybe somebody yeah. was calling somebody at that theater and they had to send the usher down there. You know, it could be a variety of reasons why an usher would come to somebody in the movie theater and say, hey, you have an important phone call. Are you so-and-so? And, you know, get your attention as trying not to disturb other people that are around them trying to watch the film or the play or whatever the situation might be. Well, Mark, so I know you said you haven't, you haven't got to go over any of the uh, audio or video footage from there did did you guy any of the guy uh, guys and girls from the ohio paranormal society did they have any experiences what that you know of while you guys were down there uh yeah actually um so we've reviewed some of the audio uh so far we haven't caught anything on the audio uh, that's out of the ordinary just the regular you hear us on there investigating but nothing nothing paranormal but um, so one of our members, Marianne, she was sitting up in the balcony later that night. Um, we had most of the group, we all just went out together and just to kind of like do one last investigation through the, the opera house. And so we're up in the balcony and um, she was sitting. Jason, I don't even think we told you this. I, I don't know if she mentioned it or not, but we were sitting. Um, she was sitting on the edge near the aisle the seat mm-hmm. right beside the aisle yes. and then i was across the aisle two seats or one seat in so okay. i was in the second seat over so um she's sitting there and and uh she felt something grab her shoulder and on her her uh left shoulder so she she said she just kind of sat back and just closed her eyes just kind of you know i was just feeling feeling trying to get a feel for what's happening Right. And she said she was overwhelmed with the sadness. Well, then it happened a second time. And at that point in time, she got up and she moved over by me. And so I was, I had my arm up on the chair 
and you know, I, I said, so it grabbed you like this, and I kind of squeezed her shoulders, kind of get the pressure, you know, kind of figure out how it touched her, and she goes, right. that's exactly what it was. A couple minutes later, um, I felt something touch my arm, and she reached up to feel for my hand because she thought I was squeezing her shoulder again, right. but it wasn't me. So three times, her shoulder was, was squeezed, and then I had something touch my arm um, right before it squeezed her shoulder, like seconds before. No, she did not tell me that she had that experience. No, but I remember when you guys left and went on that last hunt. Uh, you guys went up there to investigate that one last time, and I was like, man, my batteries had died, because I didn't think that batteries uh, drained so fast. And I, I just was just looking at it. I said, okay, I got, enough, uh, I got enough space on the memory card for another four hours. I didn't think that the batteries wouldn't hold up that long. But uh, no, they didn't. A lot of batteries was draining uh, yes. excessively fast. And I see this is stuff that I just did not know because of my lack of experience as a uh, investigator. So uh, next time I will be pre I will be prepared for that and make sure that <laughs> I have packs of batteries unopened in my bag as well as secondary batteries for the electronic equipment. That is for sure. So, so Mark, did you? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Did you make sure it wasn't Jerry in the, in the aisle? <laughs> yes. So, so where Mar where Marianne was sitting, uh, no one, no one was really super close to her. There were a couple rows back, and then when she moved over by me, it was just me in the section that I was in. Um, but what's weird about that is the first time we went to Opera House, um, Ross Opera House. Kayla was up in the balcony and she was sitting about three rows back from where I was sitting last time, you know, Saturday when we went. And um, she's about two or three rows back. And she, she made a comment that she felt like something was beside her because she felt a breeze. And then all of a sudden the chair beside her moved. And it, you can actually hear it, it squeaked when it moved. So, but she was sitting in that aisle seat too. So I don't know. Maybe there's something going on with the aisles there. Just people walking up and down it. Holy moly! Um, so, what I find that is really the neatest about that is, I mean, that's a very similar. Um, you guys, all three of you, had similar experiences in many regards on on Saturday night with somebody something coming up and touching. I mean, you guys are, especially the fact that you guys are just sitting there and something's coming up to you yes. and touching you. Yes. It's not like you're out, you know, chasing something around a room trying to um, run into it. It's coming up to you and just and, and making contact. Yeah, um, that is exactly one, what happens, yes. So, Mark, we're, Jason also uh, related to me, um, the you guys are whistling in the in the auditorium or something um yes you, on the balcony okay? yeah yeah tell tell uh tell the listeners yep. a little bit about that experience sure uh, so one of the claims is they hear what they believe children whistling from the stage um so the first time that my my team went out we right when we started to set up i think we may have mentioned on the last podcast but right when we started to set up, we heard a loud whistle coming from the auditorium. So we ran in there and checked it out. So we decided this time, um, you know, we're going to test the whistling. So up on the balcony, 
uh, the guys were uh, Jason. I think you're up there with everyone at that point yes. in time. You yeah, and Jerry. I was. Yep. Um, they were whistling from the balcony, and in the beginning, we were hearing a whistle reply, and we all thought it was um, after you know talking about it for a little bit. We all thought it was echoes just bouncing back off the walls. Mm-hmm. But when we tried that again later on in the same spot we hadn't moved um it's the same setting we tried it again there was no echo the second time yeah so (laughs) it's crazy and mark i want to add to that before you get off of that point also is the acoustics was wrong in that room for where that echo was coming from it was definitely wrong and the room was too small to have such a large delay before even if it would have been a real echo how it would have came back at us so it's it's completely unexplainable i do not have any uh logical explanation for that particular phenomenon which we experienced and that happened what was like seven at least seven or eight times (laughs) we had exact uh replicas of how we were whistling yep yeah, it was quite a few times. Yes. Well, I can um, I can reassure you guys that uh, as I lay sleeping soundly in bed Saturday night, um, I'm not missing the fact that I was, you know, down there getting scared out of my wits. Because I, <laughs> I, I don't care what you say. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I've seen stuff. But if uh, if something was interacting with me like that, whistling, touching my shoulder, um, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd probably have to t- I'd have to make sure I took a second change of uh, <laughs> shorts in case I soiled the first pair. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so how how much uh, how much longer do you think, Mark, before you? get all the uh, audio and visual um, stuff reviewed and may have some uh, may have some other evidence to share with us so there um, the video stuff we just started getting to um, most of the audio is done okay. the um, the video though we have the like the hot spots we're gonna try to get to first so like what Jason experienced in the auditorium um, things we experienced up in the balcony all that all that we're going to try to get to first. Um, I have timestamps of when that stuff happened. So I'm going to go ahead and try to clip that out and then really review that pretty closely and then look at the before and after times on each each clip to make sure that there's nothing moving or whatever that we may miss. Um, and then I'll go back through and look at all the stuff where we didn't have any experiences, but there still might be something there. So it'll probably take – I think we're running – do we have seven cameras? I think seven cameras going. Oh, so that's, for that sounds about right. Yeah, you guys had quite a few. Yep, yeah. and you guys had some as well. Yes, what two yeah. or three? Yeah, we had uh, three of them, and uh, uh, the one that we had stationed behind the stage, something kept turning it off right in front of Jerry. It had did it like four times in a row. <laughs> It's like it was playing games with him. It would watch him turn it on, and it would, and he'd start stepping back, and it would turn itself off. That happened about four times, and then finally they they let it stay on. It was crazy. Jeez. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing um, it would probably be at least a couple more days before we can get through most of that. All right. Well, well, I'm eager. uh, I'm sure we're all 
you know, especially Jason Jerry, I'm sure we're all, you know, they're eager to see um, what other evidence was, uh, was caught down there, um, as am I, and we'll, we'll certainly um, want to have you back on and, uh, and talk about anything that may have, uh, may have occurred. But uh, we want to share one more thing with, uh, with our listeners tonight, a little little Halloween um, prize, a little Halloween candy, so to speak, for, mm-hmm. especially for anybody that may be listening at, uh, I think this should be coming out at midnight um, on Halloween. Um, Mark tells Jason and I that he has an EVP that he's going to share with us right now from a previous investigation at the Ross Opera House. Is that true, Mark, or are you just teasing us? No, that is true. Uh, This is from our first investigation out there. Do you want to come over and spend some time with us? Okay, Mark. Now, um, now that I've heard that, can you please tell me if that is saying what I think it's saying? <laughs> well, well, I think it's saying, think it's saying I saying am. That? You think it's saying I am? Yeah, I think it's saying I am. <laughs> is that what you're get- is that what you're getting, Mark? Is that what you guys have concluded to? Well, that's yep, that's exactly what we thought it was saying as well. So that's good that you guys help uh, solidify that. Wow. That, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, now, as I'm sitting here uh, in the basement alone recording this podcast, and now you've uh, caused me to maybe have to go up and uh, change my drawers before uh, <laughs> I retire for the evening, um, I like, I'd like to thank you, Mark, for, uh, for coming back on and for welcoming Jerry and Jason on the, uh, on the last uh, investigation that you did. And I hear that uh, there's another investigation that you guys may be going on in North Central Ohio soon. And yep. Uh, yep. I, 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 we won't say anything, but uh, if you uh, if that comes to fruition, um, I think uh, I think we may all try to join you for just uh, for at least parts of the night, if that's OK. Sure. Yeah, that'd be fine. We'd love to have you. Uh, we're. Uh, well, after hearing that EVP, I, I maybe not, but uh, I may just have to hear about it. <laughs> we just have to hear about it. So, uh, so well, everybody out there listening, um, we hope you have a, a great Halloween, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And and I hope you did. I hope you did tune in at midnight to check us out. Um, so uh, so we'll sign off here and. Uh, don't eat too much candy. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night and happy Halloween. Yep. Happy Halloween to all. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com 
forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.